Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in the Allman Brothers with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a rainy one today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 36. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, later on today, we're going to let you know what the next code word is for code word Alexa. Someone's yeah. winning an Amazon Echo Dot, and it might just be you. Sweet. And... Another four-pack of tickets to the auto parts swap and sell. Ah, oh, you're killing me today. Yeah, all I know. the stuff you're throwing at me. It's a lot, but um, uh, you can you can handle it. Yeah, I, I definitely know I can handle it. Well, maybe we'll do MI the a hole today too. Oh, there you go. We could do one of those. That'll uh, that'll take us some time. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is really, really all I want to do. Plus, I tell you all about my experience at the at my eye doctor yesterday. Your eye doctor? My eye doctor. We'll get to the bottom of that and a lot of other stuff today, too. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is I-91 icy? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Cheap Trick with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 39 tomorrow. Not so, uh, well, just cloudy, I guess, with a high of 36. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Remember that whole uh, Tiger King thing with Carol Baskin and her missing husband, Don Lewis? I do. Uh, Some people think Carol murdered him and fed him to her tigers. Well, it turns out he might still be alive. Come on! But the source is Carol herself, so you got to take it with a big giant grain of salt. What's uh, crazy is that Carol herself made this claim in 2021, and somehow everyone in the media missed it. On a British talk show, Carol named uh, Carol claimed that Homeland Security got in touch with her and told her that Don was alive and well in Costa Rica. She added, quote, I didn't think he was capable of supporting himself. He took about a million dollars down to Costa Rica. I agreed to let him uh, do that so he could prove to himself that he could make a living. For the record, there's no proof whatsoever of any of this is true. Well, uh, is Homeland Security vouching for this information? Well, Were no, they- because this happened a year ago, or to over a year ago, that she made this claim, and nobody picked up on it, and nobody has seemingly called Homeland Security to verify it. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, eh, please don't call us here. They're probably going to say, no, 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 she yeah. killed him. We have... Way too many important things to worry about. You're going to find this hard to yeah. imagine, but we seem to be more focused on saving the country. I saw that guy, uh, what's his name? The the guy who was in the show. Uh, Joe Exotic? Joe Exotic. He, uh, he went to plead to the judge to get his sentence reduced. Mm-hmm. He reduced it by a year. So instead of 22 years, he's got 21 years. So it's a success. Because he didn't want to die... He, pled to the judge that he didn't want to die in prison from cancer. So the judge, that's kind of, you know what? I'm going to reduce your sentence, eh, but I'm only taking a year off. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, no, I totally, uh, I'm totally on board with what you're asking, uh, Joe. So uh, I have uh, reduced your sentence by a full 12 months. Uh, would you cheat on Shakira? Um, No. 
Shakira didn't need texts or paparazzi photos to catch her longtime partner Gerard Pique cheating. She Sherlocked that business. Shakira returned home from a trip and found that her jam was gone. And here's the thing. Neither Gerard or any of their kids like jam. Only she likes jam. It's all about that. So obviously he's having an affair. Uh, she was also she also caught Gerard's mis- mistress in the background of a Zoom call he did from their home in 2021. Ooh, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Man. A source, it- yeah. A source says, quote, she was devastated to learn that this woman clearly felt at home in the house they shared with their children. What a rookie move that is, huh? I mean, show a little bit of discretion. Well, I mean, I've seen that in, uh, like, fake porno videos. Yeah, but that's Where, fake like, porno. The, boy, the boyfriend's standing right there at yeah. the counter while the girl is uh, getting serviced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... What is this exact so much, web- uh, so what, is, much, what is this exact website you're talking about? Uh, well, I can't really tell you. On can you here. write it down for me, Lee? Yeah, I can write right, it down good. for you. Uh, you know, the boyfriend's standing right there, and the girlfriend's getting serviced by another man right there. True. And he's so dumb, yeah, he doesn't right. even know. It happens. Unbelievable. It's, it happens a lot. Happens a lot more than you think. I guess so. Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, Oh, yeah. Said uh, she and Freddie Prince Jr. have a rule in place that their 13-year-old daughter cannot act until she's graduated from high school. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, she said, quote, My daughter says to me, that's unfair. You were a child actor. And I said, yes, I was. But I was not the child actor of two famous parents. One famous parent. One famous parent. Yeah. And the son of a previously famous grandfather. You know, I mean, uh, think about it, though. I mean, these two kids, you know, you know, they were both child actors. Yeah. And neither one of them were particularly ready for fame at a young age. No. You know, I mean, they probably bring a very interesting perspective. They probably do. But, I mean, I uh, I enjoyed all the Sarah Michelle Gellar movies back in the day. Of course. When and- I was a teenager and she was a teen. Well, her and I are the same age. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So huh. when she did that Cruel Intentions movie? Yeah. All right. It's like she did it just for you. Yeah. I know. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. See, uh, I'll never stop her from being on a set, but she's just go- not going on camera while she's living under our roof. There'll be different expectations for her, so she'll need to learn everything there uh, first. Okay. Guess you want to be those <laughs> kinds of parents. No good daughter of mine is going into the theater. Rob Lowe pranked his sons when they were six and eight years old by dressing up as Bigfoot during a camping trip in the Pacific Northwest. That was 22 years ago. Uh, They have not talked to their father since. Because his son John Owen is 28 and the other kid is 30. On the Kelly Clarkson show yesterday, he said, quote, I popped out in the middle of the night and walked out around the campfire in the distance making horrible noises. It was so sick. It was the best. Well, one of them, Matthew, came up and kicked me in the you know what. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. With his big foot, yeah, it was definitely a family highlight for sure. That's a that's a good family story. Yeah, it's a good family story to tell you about how your kids kicked you in the nads when you were uh, trying to scare the living bejesus yeah. out of them. Yeah, it's nice. Actor Julian Sands was reported missing on Friday after going hiking in California's San Gabriel Mountains earlier that day. He still hasn't been found. He's 65 years old. A ground search was organized, but eventually called off Saturday night due to avalanche risks, snow, and ice. Helicopters and drones continued to do as much as they could given the weather. Police uh, say conditions have led to 14 rescue missions and two deaths in that area 
in the past four weeks. Uh, he's been in Gothic, Warlock, Arachnophobia, The Killing Fields, Leaving Las Vegas. Is he anywhere where all these like mudslides are happening? In I, California? I don't know. It's it's showing snow, so I don't know. I don't think it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's mudslides all over the place right now. Yeah. But, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible, but I don't really know who the guy is. Yeah, this is why I don't go hiking. This is... Last thing, I, last thing I want is to be uh, you know caught in the woods. Uh, Kim Kardashian's jewelry collection just got a little more regal. On Wednesday, the Skims mogul purchased the diamond-encrusted uh, cross pen- pendant formerly worn by Princess Diana at Sotheby's annual royal and noble auction. Hmm, she must have had something to say. Oh, my God, the last time I had anything encrusted was when Ray J shoved his game of bones into my royal thinus in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. <laughs> Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, enjoyed some delicious porthole pudding. <sighs> she was lapping it up like a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is my magician's wax was slobbering down her chin under her super droopers. <laughs> Just getting a little more elaborate with my no, I know. explanation of what I done did to your mother, Kim. Magician's wax. Magician's wax. Never heard that before. It's like uh, David Copperfield. <laughs> is it there or isn't it? <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I understand that as human beings, we're prone to all kinds of cockamamie ideas about how the world works and how it operates. And while some of us hold on to a value system that is based on tolerance and inclusion, some of us are holding on to preconceived notions that are just plain stupid. For example, Tuesday night, Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov boycotted his team's game against the Anaheim Ducks because he refused to wear the specially designed warm-up gear for the team's promotional LGTBQ Pride Night celebration. Why? Because according to Provorov, wearing the warm-up jersey violated his faith. And because of his religious convictions, he chose to boycott the game and let everybody else wear the jersey as they roundly pounded Anaheim by a score of 5-2. to two. Now, I've spent the last 24 hours combing through the Bible. I've also spent a good deal of time ripping through the various teachings and whatnot of the Russian Orthodox Church of which Ivan Provorov is a member. And surprisingly enough, Nowhere in the paperwork does it say anything about playing hockey night, uh, hockey during Pride Night. In fact, it's almost shocking how little the Bible has to say about any of that sort of stuff. It's almost like it never came up in biblical times. I also don't see anything in the Bible about giving a young man a six-year, $40 million guaranteed contract with a $12 million signing bonus either. Does that mean that Provorov should have given it all back? Listen, if Jesus were alive today and playing on the starting line for the Philadelphia Flyers, I'm pretty sure he'd wear the jersey without a problem because he was a pretty tolerant fella. But to not play hockey and claim that your religion prevents you from wearing certain promotional items sounds like a convenient excuse. Look, I applaud the NHL for making the effort in their Hockey is for Everyone campaign. But to not wear a shirt because God's got a problem with it ignores the fact that God's got other things to do. Like making sure the Bruins beat the Rangers tonight. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ha! Home sweet home. Clutter, garbage, grime, get rid of it. Go to Rocky's. Cleaning supplies are on sale. Trash bags, cans are on sale. 
storage totes and stowing too. You can really clean up at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 614. And John Mellencamp with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 36. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I got my uh, I got my eyes checked yesterday. Yeah? You know they had to put that uh, stuff in it to keep them dilated? Oh, yeah. I hate that stuff. Oh, God. That lasted way too long. Did uh, I assume that nobody drove you home? Did you have to wear like uh, the sunglasses? I just put sunglasses on and drove home, which uh, I couldn't really see much. So uh, it was kind of like driving drunk, <laughs> but sober. Yeah, which but is so weird. right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I know, weird. I know. <clears throat> um, yeah, so you know, I had told you about how I can only go to my eye doctor. To get, yes, it, it's the chain. It's the chain of doctors. Well, uh, I go to a different location yesterday. Okay. And uh, it's the same doctor that I had two years ago. Oh, it's your doctor. It's my doctor. My doctor. And I'm like, I didn't know you guys, uh, you know, swapped places, but apparently they just go back and forth between each location all the time. Well, that's a big pain. How do you know well, when you're going to my doctor? How do you know if you're going to go to my doctor that you're going to see my doctor? Well, I if they, don't. If they keep going from you know office to office, I don't care. Like it doesn't matter to me. I don't have like a particular. I don't need to see a particular person. If you can do the job by putting my face up to that thing and doing that number one, number two, number one, number two, number one or number two, number three or number four, number three or number four or number one or number two. Yeah. Anybody can do that. I yeah, can do that. Yeah, but you, but you you develop a certain level of trust with my doctor. Do you really? Well, not with my doctor. My doctor has her own practice. So I uh, I go in there and then they bring me into this one room and you you sit down at this machine. They ask you a bunch of questions and then you put your eye up to it, and then they do like a they take like a picture of it, a picture of your eyeball. Yeah. To show you if you got. You know, it, what your nerves look like behind your eyeball. Okay. And uh, it, like, blinds you. That one little little flash of, like, bulb flash blinds you. I had to do that twice because the first picture didn't come out right. Because you blinked. Probably. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, so I had to do it again uh, before I left. Apparently, I got, like, a weak eye nerves in my left eye. Really? Which is of concern... But not an emergency. Okay, but if All you're right. leaving the office going, I could go blind at any second, that's an no, emergency. No, no, no. See, that was uh, emphasized to me. You're not going to go blind at any second. Well, then why do I got to come back? A glaucoma takes many years to develop. You know, that's that's what I was told. But anyway, so I go into the, you know, they bring me into the exam room. Yeah. Now, this lady comes in, and she she says to me, she sits down and she starts going through my old records. You know, like you know the previous glasses. Ooh, the White Album. That's a good one. Yes, I love that one. Uh, I still like Freebird, but whatever. Well, I know. Uh, but so she goes through the the whole record of you know my history and and the previous set of glasses. Yeah. And uh, she's just about to set everything up, and then all of a sudden her phone the phone is ringing in another room that is attached to this exam room. Okay. And she says, uh, I'm sorry, I'm waiting for an important call from another doctor. Right? And I said, okay, well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
whatever. They're doctors. They have important stuff to do all day long. I'm not going to argue with you whether or not you have an important call. Yeah, it's not been, my my business to say that. Well, but you're the patient. You know, you're you're you should have some. You know, like the, you can they can call back. You're the priority. Okay. Well, but but you're a doctor. Maybe you have some some information that is uh, that is helpful to whatever other doctor you're talking to. Right. So as soon as she gets on the phone, I'm like, ooh, good. I'm going to get to hear other patient stuff because you can clearly hear her talking through the door. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear the whole conversation. And it wasn't about a patient. Didn't even sound like a doctor. What was it? Uh, she was. I'm not going to go into what she was talking about because it was something she was dealing with something with her kids, right? Okay. So I'm not going to, uh, whatever. I, I get it. Uh, I work. My kids call me sometimes in the middle of the show, and I'm like, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> this is, I don't this even is, know who you yeah, are. Who, who is this? Um, but anyway, so she's she's on the phone, and she's she's and it's like a lengthy discussion. Like, this goes on for, like, you know. Heated or just lengthy? Lengthy. Okay. It, it was whatever. It didn't really matter what it was about, but it was it had nothing to do with another doctor. It wasn't another doctor on the phone. But I can hear everything, every little bit of her conversation. Mm-hmm. I can hear. And it's pretty far away. It's kind of like when, when people have conversations up in the office up here. You can hear everybody's conversation because the walls are so, so thin. Paper right? thin. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same uh, situation. And I don't know if people think that nobody can hear you through a doorway. Do you think that's, do you think um, people have that, <clears throat> oh, you know what? Nobody's going to hear me if the door's closed, but if I'm loud enough. Oh, yeah. No, you can't. Like like in this building, you can't do any private business whatsoever. I'm surprised we don't have those mach- white noise machines like they do in doctor's offices where you put the white noise machine out. Or, so or have can- the walls lined with egg crates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to, to get rid of the uh, noise. Yeah, we don't have the money for that, but we can afford a white noise machine. Here. Who can afford the eggs? But either way, so she's talking and talking, and she finally gets done with the phone call. This is about five minutes, which is a long time for me to be sitting there listening to somebody else's conversation. Yeah. So she comes out of the room, and I'm thinking <clears throat> uh, she's going to talk about what she just talked about on the phone because I could clearly hear you. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't. She says something about, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was about my, uh, my, my, my elderly mother uh, who's uh, uh, suffering from COVID in a nursing home right now. All right. Then she gave you the, the ballpark no. of what it was about. No, that wasn't what the conversation was about. So That's she, what I'm, she lied about. She lied to you. It's my lie, doctor. That's oh, what's happening. You see what's happening yeah. here? I don't care. I don't really care what the content of your of your But you don't want to be lied to. Yeah, but what you know, okay, fine. You use the excuse of uh, I'm waiting for a call for another doctor. All right, fine. What am I going to do about that? You get on the phone. And it's obviously something not about the doctor. It's about something completely different. But then you come out and to save face you want to say something that's, uh, you know, uh, oh, well, this is why I was on the phone for so long. Uh-huh. So she comes up with this thing about how she just got off the phone with the uh, the nursing home and how her mother has COVID. And I didn't call her out on that because I was just like, wait a second. You just kind of threw a monkey wrench into this whole thing because I was 
ready to... I had several opinions about your real conversation that you had <laughs> that I wasn't going <laughs> to chime in with. But it was clearly a personal call. It, it was clearly a personal call, which is, which is again, I don't have the problem with the personal call. It if, is what it is. The, how many times do you go to what? If the doctor had come back into the room and said, I'm sorry that took so long, yeah, uh, and that, and that's all they said about the call. That's Would you have been okay with that? Different. That's different. See, there's no lie in that. There's no lie in it. It's like fine, okay, fine. You were dealing with something with your with your home. I don't. That's none of my. Kermit the Frog sipping the tea. Yep. Uh, none of my business. Exactly. You know that kind of thing. And um, but why? I don't understand why you had to lie. It's a very good question. You know what's the what's the the benefit. Of lying, especially when you can hear the entire conversation. Yes, that was the thing that got me. I heard every detail of that conversation, and not once did you mention anything about a nursing home or your mother having COVID. Was there anything salacious about that phone call? No, nah, it's too bad. No, it wasn't but, like that. It was a. It, but she you know was dealing with a personal matter, and I and it doesn't matter what the personal matter was. She was just dealing with that, and I yeah. and I was like, okay, fine. Like that—that's what she's dealing with. So the right thing to have done would would just to have, to have said, "I'm sorry that took so long. Let's get back to the exam." Yes, that would have been the proper yeah. thing to do. Now the doctor uh, chose not to do that and said, "Lie right to your, your right to your face." Right. But how can you trust anything else this doctor tells you? Yeah, including so, that thing about your eyes like uh, failing on you. So then, uh, well, no, they, she showed me that one. That could have been somebody else's, for all you know. That she could have been lying about that. That could have been somebody else's eye. Matter of fact, they were supposed to call me to go to like some other like advanced op. What do you call it? Optician, opti- optician, op- optometrist, optometrist. Yeah, not an obstetrician. Well, whatever they, they they wanted me to go to like a medical one to get this thing checked out. Yeah, but that yeah. was two years ago. And she's like, oh, "You never saw this guy," and I was like, "I never got a call from him." And I'm like, well, we'll have to follow up with that. Yeah. And then they took new pictures, which costs uh, $60, by the way, for the two pictures of my eyes. Can you frame them? I guess I could. What about wallet size? Yeah, I guess we could do that, too. Mm, good. Yeah. But it, it was just the whole experience was just. Yeah, uh, that's a little unnerving. You don't, you, know, you don't really want somebody to be lying to you in a, in a medical office. So, so then I, I, uh, they sit you down. They sit you down and they ask you if you want to buy from them. And I said, nope, I'm all set. And that doesn't sit well with them. (laughs) Because you could hear, like, she wasn't going to argue with me. This is a different woman. And she wasn't going to argue with me that I wasn't going to buy anything over there. But she said, can I ask why? And you say, yeah, the answer is I'm not buying glasses from a liar. Well, I said, uh, I said, well, they were a little pricey the last time I was here, and I got them cheaper at Costco. <laughs> oh my God! Well, what do you want me to say? I'm, I'm not going to tell you the truth. I'm well, not. Gonna, but, but, but I'm but, not going to get sucked in and buying up one pair of glasses for where I could get two pairs of glasses for the same price. But, but see, this this is what separates you from my bet. Ninety five percent of the people that go in and out of that office every single day. If that same woman says, well, how come you don't want to purchase our overpriced yeah. frames and lenses here? Yes, most people are going to make some phony excuse. See, but I'm They'd not. They lie. But you, yeah. are, you are honest. I said, well, it was a little pricey the last time, and uh, frankly, they were cheaper at Costco. Huh. Okay. And I didn't go to Costco. I went to BJ's instead. Fair enough. But See, either way, for two pairs of glasses, I would have paid for one pair 
uh, there. Yeah, that's an outrage. You're better. You're the better whole off, thing is outrageous. You're better off doing what you did my, and not lying about it. My eye doctor. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Are you a nurse looking? It's uh, 628 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be rainy today with a high of 39. It is uh, currently in downtown Springfield, 32. Uh, let's see. A little bit later on, we're going to give away the next uh, code word for code word Alexa. Your chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot on the way around uh, 750 is when we give away the uh, the next code. I'm looking forward to that. Are you really? Or are you just saying that? Or are you lying to me? I'm not lying to you. I'm not an eye doctor, for God's sakes. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> hey, you want to you wanna laugh or I something? I do. Uh, here we go. I was just making a joke, son. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Well, why don't you tell me your joke, son? I don't think you think it's funny. On Rock 102. How do you know? I got a hell of a sense of humor. Springfield's classic rock. All right, I got a question for you. Yes. Why couldn't the female medical examiner get pregnant? I don't know. How come the female medical examiner couldn't get pregnant? Because nobody puts baby in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) You get it? You see why that's funny is because yeah, it's a reference no, to the uh, yeah. Dirty Dancing film, yeah, where it says know. nobody puts baby in the corner. So sad, right. And right. Uh, when actually it was her dad and says, well, I do because she's 17. And what are you, like 44, you weirdo? Yeah, right. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's being held off in handcuffs, being dragged into prison, and Hungry Eyes is playing as he's getting his head caressed in, in the jail cell. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I do. Oh, no, I remember that. That was a great documentary. You're damn right about that. Bax and Nagel. We're Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. The suspect has been arrested in the case of a fatal hit-and-run crash in Holyoke. Early Wednesday morning, Holyoke Detectives and Mass State Police uh, VAFAS unit located and arrested Byron Salgado Melendez in Springfield. He was wanted in connection to a fatal hit-and-run that occurred on Thursday, January uh, January 5th. Helio Police Captain Matthew Moriarty said around 7.50 p.m. a bicyclist was hit by a vehicle that did not stop. When officers arrived at the accident, they found Jorge Calderon on the ground injured. Calderon was taken to the hospital where he died from his injuries. The Holyoke Police Department is still investigating the case. If you have any information, you're asked to call them, and you can also anonymously text a tip. Uh... They're, they're including, like, more to this. You can also anonymously text a tip and by 274-637 by texting SOLVE, plus your message, including Holyoke, then text END to complete your message. That sounds like a lot of extra steps That's to take yes. to, to blow somebody in. I mean, <laughs> to be, when, wait you, a minute, when you send a text, I got to say hit, hit END? Yeah. What is this, over? Over. Over. Over, over. under, under, done. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till this is over. I can't wait till this is what? Bax. Uh, what? I can't wait till this is over. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Back and forth. Yeah, right. You got to say over every time you say over. Okay, I Steve. I can't wait till this is over, over. Okay, Steve. I'll yeah. make sure that happens. Over. Uh, where police? Where police? Where police? Was sent to East Court uh, in Ware for a report of a man that was shooting a 15-year-old juvenile. According to the Ware Police Department, on Saturday at approximately 6.50 p.m., 19-year-old Darian Bucknam of Ware was discharging a firearm at a 15-year-old on East Court. After uh, the officers began investigated the incident, they determined the firearm was actually a BB gun. Officers uh, found and arrested Bucknam for uh, the following charges. Assault with a dangerous weapon, railroad track walking and riding on. Oh, 
That's the one you Yeah, they're going to really throw it at him for that one. Uh, misdemeanor for trespassing, liquor, possession uh, under the age of 21, and liquor to furnish somebody with uh, under 21, and reckless endangerment of a child. Man, these are, uh, these are tough times for the kids. He was being held without the right to bail and was scheduled to be arraigned at the Eastern Hampshire District Court in Belchertown yesterday. So maybe he got out by now. Do they really uh, throw the book at people crossing the uh, the uh, the train tracks? It's not really so much I mean, about the, the crossing of the train tracks, but more of shooting a fifteen year old with a BB gun. That's probably yeah, no, the I, thing I, that's I get get you get you in trouble. I get that, but uh, are there people like doing time on the uh, crossing the train track rap? No, you know you know what it is. Uh, nobody really calls the police on railroad trespassers. It's kind of like uh, F around and find out what's going to happen to you. Okay. All right. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I just, I mean, I don't typically just, you know, I say, ooh, look, train tracks. I'm going to cross them and see what happens. I, you know, I don't really have that compulsion. It just, I just, you know, you're not supposed to because it's a trespassing issue and it's dangerous. Yeah. But Especially so, if there's a train coming. But it's so fun to walk on the tracks, isn't it? It is. Yeah. No, I get it. But uh, you're not supposed to do that, apparently. We used to have this. You're also uh, not supposed to be shooting at 15 year olds. My dad used to be part of this uh, this uh, group called Operation Lifesaver. It was a it was a program run by the railroad uh, in in coordination with the Federal Railroad Administration, mm-hmm. where they would uh, go around to schools and tell kids about how to not hop in boxcars and all that other good stuff. And uh, we had a whole uh, line of videos with uh, Sly Fox and Birdie. And Sly Fox wanted to ride the train, but Birdie was like, you're a, you're an idiot. You're uh-huh. a dummy. You're a dumb fox. And uh, the fox would get hurt every time he did something that he wasn't supposed to do on a train. And you're not supposed to jump on a box truck. You're not on a box car. On a box car. Yeah. Right. You can jump on box trucks all day long. Yeah, but a box car, you're not supposed to jump uh, on this. But even if there are other hobos inside, like, you know... Playing like washboards and banjos, cooking up bean stew. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're not, they're not allowed. To Riding the rails, looking to join the next circus. Oh yeah, yeah, no, none of that, none of that. The uh, 22 new I team has received multiple complaints over the past three months about thefts of federal benefits from individuals. Several Springfield area residents who received SNAP uh, funds say that their accounts were hacked and depleted, leaving them without any way to purchase food or other necessities. When uh, recipients filed complaints with the state, they were informed that the issue was due to skimming and that the funds would not be replaced. SNAP is the federal program uh, sponsored by the USDA, administered by the Massachusetts Department of Transitional Assistance. Uh, According to the DTA, they are aware of an increase in skimming and phishing schemes that have impacted some recipients. They put the device on the store's uh, thing, and then when you put your card through it. Right. How many times you go into uh, some of these, uh, like, gas stations and stuff that have, like, the machine to the side for, yeah. the, for the snap stuff? It's like you don't know where that's coming from. You don't know where you're putting that card. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you have to. Sh- you don't have to show an ID. No, I don't think yeah. you do. I think you just have to have a PIN number for it. <sighs> but if you're skimming it, then you already know the PIN number, and now you got all the information, and now you're stealing it. You know, every time we talk to Steve Weissman, it's just like, you know, I can't help but think, what gets into someone's head when they can take advantage of someone who is vulnerable, you know, like financially vulnerable or, you know, societal, culturally vulnerable, and they're taken advantage uh, by some heartless, gutless dirtbag who's looking to, you know, make bank on someone else's misfortune. I don't think they really think that through. 
No, I don't think they do. But you see, and I and people I've, like me and you who are, you know, compassionate, you know, hardworking, loving, emotional people. What? Who are you talking about? I just follow me on this one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, we would never intentionally rip somebody off. No. Yeah, not you know, you know, especially the less fortunate. Like for example, uh, do you like hummus? I love hummus. Some people don't like it. Well, which team are you on? Are you on the team hummus or your team no and uh, team no way? I'm a big hum. I eat hummus like it's pudding. Yeah, with a spoon, and I just go to town. But I know some people. The idea of hummus can't stand it. I think you do a lot of humming. Mm, oh, I do. I yeah. do. I hum like crazy mm. when I eat the hummus. Yeah, I bet it. I bet it does. Yeah. See, now I would never rip somebody off like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I would never do that. A Boston man was arrested on Tuesday afternoon and charged in connection with an alleged plot to murder his wife and her new boyfriend, whom she left him for. In federal of court in Boston on Tuesday, Mohammed Chowdhury uh, was charged with one count of murder for hire in connection with the alleged murder plot. Uh, according to documents, in November of 2022, authorities received a tip that Chowdhury was searching for assistance to have his wife murdered. Did you say murdered? I said murdered. The uh, tipster told police that Chowdhury had allegedly paid someone to conduct the murder for hire, but they did took the money and did not follow through with Chowdhury's request. Court documents alleged that Chowdhury subsequently told the individual that he wanted the hit done as soon as possible and that he would get the money to do so by any means necessary, even if it meant robbing a store. The individual gave Chowdhury's phone number to law enforcement, who subsequently used an undercover agent posing as a contract killer to communicate with Chowdhury about the alleged murder-for-hire plot. Oh, man! How many times do you go to hire a hitman and they turned out to be an undercover cop? You know, any time you think of, uh, is my master plan all sealed up? Could anything possibly go wrong? And you go, you go into it 100%, it's like nothing could possibly go wrong. This master plan is going to work. And it just takes one little thing to screw it all up, like an undercover cop posing to be a, a hitman for hire. Court documents state that on numerous occasions in December of 22 and January of 23, uh, Chowdhury met with undercover agents posing as the contract killer and their associates seeking help with killing his wife and her new boyfriend who she left him for. Officials allege that during these meetings, Chowdhury told the hitmen that his wife wouldn't let him see his children, then that he wanted undercover agents to rob and beat his wife and her boyfriend so that he would not be a suspect. Chowdhury allegedly asked the agents, So, uh, how are we going to uh, disappear uh, his body? Uh, no evidence. No evidence. No evidence from, like, uh, you know, like, uh, that I did something, you know, man? Mm -hmm. Chowdhury reportedly sent undercover agents photographs of his wife and her new boyfriend, where they lived and where they worked and their individual work schedules. Officials uh, allege that Chowdhury agreed to pay $4,000 per murder with a safety deposit of $500. That actually seems pretty economical. Was there a coupon involved? or Was this a BOGO? $500? That's a deal. Yeah, actually, I mean... $500 down payment, and you only got, uh, let's see, $8,000. So you got $7,500 left to yeah. pay off. I mean, I don't, I don't have $500 on me, but if, you know, if I got to... Able to hit up a couple of ATMs this afternoon. I could probably come up with the money by the end of the day. In October 2019, Chowdhury was charged with violating an abuse prevention order that prohibited him, prohibited him from abusing contact near coming with a certain distance of his wife. He pleaded to ins he pleaded to sufficient facts and received a continuance without a finding. If found guilty with the alleged murder plot, 
he could be sentenced up to 10 years in prison and uh, a fine of up to $250,000. Now, see, that's a lot more expensive than the eight grand you were originally investing. I, I I still say though that even at eight grand, it's that's it's a hell of a savings. Even in the even in the money uh, that you spent on the the failed, he get remember he got robbed the first time. Yeah, he ain't getting that money back. But if he had just uh, kept his nose clean, he wouldn't have been paying two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a fine. This should be, I think, among one of the. Uh, the classes, one of the uh, the curriculum of the Steve Co- Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. I think so too. You know, yeah, like yeah. How much should you pay? What well, you know? What it, what is the going rate? What is a reasonable amount for a hit? Yeah. Our uh, our uh, <laughs> our competition coupons accepted. Uh, is there couponing? How much bargaining can you do? You want a clean hit job? You got to spend at least fifty grand. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, most, it, most it, people who are going to kill somebody for four thousand dollars, obviously, they're not that smart. Well, I mean, I, to me, if you're going to get it done, you want to have good quality craftsmanship, which means they uh, they clean up after themselves, and there's no murder weapon, and nothing gets tied to you. But four thousand dollars, I mean, you're, that's like you know any slob off the street yeah. said, "Hey, I got a job for you." Four thousand dollars. You can't expect good quality craftsmanship. Not for that. Not for that. No. Not for no. A twenty-eight-year-old man in Georgia named Marcus Tull was arrested on Saturday after he was caught skip scanning at a Walmart self-checkout. You know that whole thing. Yeah, of course. Walmart security said he didn't scan at least twenty-four items worth roughly one hundred and sixty-five dollars. See, this is the Steve Nagel College of College thing I'm talking about. How many items did he have? Uh, he had twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> I only paid for twenty-four of them. The police showed up and arrested him. That's when Marcus asked the police if he could keep the items he did scan. The officers agreed, and gave and Marcus gave them the key to his car and told them to place them in the back seat. But the cops opened the trunk instead, and that's where they found 37 pounds of marijuana and a bag of cybersome oh, mushrooms. Oh, Jesus. And now he's in a lot more trouble. The charges against him include possession with intent to distribute, trafficking, shoplifting, and possession of drug-related objects. Why? Would you ask the cops to go put this stuff in your car for you? Maybe he thought he brought the other car. <sighs> Again. But I grabbed my wife's car instead. Turns out, oh, nuts. I brought my own. This is another class in the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Exactly. Never give your car keys for the police to search when you've been arrested for shoplifting, especially when you have 37 pounds of marijuana and a bag of cybersome and mushrooms in your car. Now, you got to believe that the cops who said, yeah, sure, you can keep the two items you paid for, and we'll be happy to walk these things to your car. They must have known that they were going to find something in this car. They, they must have known, we, we got we to gotta really look at this. I, I think. I, I don't think they were giving this guy any kind of pass. Well, no, but that's their way to get into his car. Hey, look what we found. This dumbass. <laughs> dope. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, a winter weather advisory is uh, issued for all of Western Mass from noon today through 7 p.m. on Friday for snow and ice. So this is, uh, this is something new I heard in Dan Brown's forecast. Mm-hmm. The sky is falling. Uh, no, just uh, bits and pieces are. Yeah, so uh, we could see uh, two to four inches uh, north of Greenfield, uh, but mostly rain for the rest of western Massachusetts. 
And a high of 39 today. It is 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.53 and Bachman Turner Overdrive in Rock 102. Uh, Going to be uh, rainy today, and then a winter weather advisory is in effect until uh, tomorrow. Could see to like 2 to 4 inches in the uh, higher elevations uh, by tomorrow evening with a high of 36. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Join uh, Steve Nagel, that's uh, you, and the Rock 102 Road Crew at the grand opening of TJ's Wine and Spirits in Springfield this Saturday from 12 until 2. TJ's will have prize giveaways and tastings for anyone who is 21 or older. Anybody younger, you could just forget about it. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win a great prize. It's this Saturday, 12 until 2, TJ's Wine and Spirits, 1716 Boston Road in Springfield with Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Oh, man, I'm reading this uh, that story about that guy in Cohasset, Brian yeah. Walsh. Yes. Yikes. His Google searching? Uh, his Google search uh, was was something to be amazed at. <laughs> You know, I, I can see like you're know, looking at some perverse stuff online from time to time, but the amount of things that uh, he was searching on Google, uh, those searches don't just go away. They they can track and find what you're snooping yeah. around, and everything suggests that this was all he was looking for. So uh, it goes. It starts with January first uh, at four fifty five a.m. You just rang in the new year. Early bird catches the worm. Yeah. How long before a body starts to smell? Then three minutes later, how do a stop? How to stop a body from decomposing? At five, tw- now that's twenty-two minutes later. How to embalm a body? At five forty-seven. Ten ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. <laughs> oh then less than an hour later, how long for somebody to to be missing to inherit? So he's obviously planning on, yeah. you know, uh, how uh, can you throw body parts away? This was all on January 1st <laughs> uh, and and all before noontime, by the way. Uh, can you throw away body parts? What does formaldehyde do? How long does a DNA last? Can identification be made on partial remains? Dismemberment and best ways to dispose of a body? Uh, how to clean blood from a wooden floor, mm-hmm. uh, luminal to detect blood, and then the final one, uh, what happens to when you put your body parts in ammonia. And then 12 easy pasta recipes. Yeah, right. Follow me for more recipes. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's got a bunch of red flags blasting out of his uh, hard drive this is it you know it's an interesting thing you make it sound like a recipe it's one of those websites where you click on and you got to read this mommy blog of eight pages before you actually get to the recipe yeah like you know this is why this recipe is so oh. delicious yeah. no just give me the recipe and i'll move yeah. on one time i dismembered my husband's fingers and had to put them in a in a giant plate of acid <laughs> You know, it's this whole story about how she had this dinner party and somebody yeah. ate one of the fingers and, you know, you don't want that to happen at your dinner party and all this thing going on and on and on. Yeah. Oh, here's finally the recipe. Yeah. Finally, I get to learn how to make your nachos. And then on January 2nd, hacksaw best tool to dismember. <laughs> Can you help identify a body uh. with broken teeth? What happens to hair on a dead body? What is the rate of decomposition of a body found in a plastic bag compared to on the surface in the woods? Uh, and can baking soda make a body smell good? 
You know, uh, this guy uh, tends to cannonball into the uh, rabbit hole, doesn't he? Yes. Once he gets uh, fixated on, an, on something, he just uh, he will just digs and digs and digs until he knows everything. Uh, and uh, there was also a search he made on December 27th that uh, his lawyer said was notable. Uh, what's the best state to divorce for a man? That would have been the lifeline right there. Yeah. Rather you can than, avoid all those other things. Yeah. Rather than divorce, it is believed that Brian Walsh dismembered Anna Walsh and discarded her body. Gee, do you think that Google search had anything to do with any of that stuff? I, it certainly couldn't have been why he got caught. Surprisingly missing from the list is, how do you cover up your Google searches? <laughs> It's just about 6.58 for Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Bourbon Barber. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tonight the Boston Celtics will be looking for their eighth win in a row as they lead the, lead the Eastern Conference and subsequently own the very best record in the NBA. Tonight they will seek to continue their dominating home record by hosting the Golden State Warriors. Now, I know what many of you are thinking. You're thinking, Jesus, Golden State? How are the Celtics supposed to beat those guys? They crushed the Celtics last year in the NBA Finals. Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, those guys are pretty tough. Well, let me tell you something. The Celtics are pretty damn tough, too, with a home record of 17 wins and five losses. You have any idea what Golden State's record is during away games this season? It stinks. The Warriors have played 22 games on the road. They've lost 17 of them. In other words, the team that pounded the Celtics in the finals last year is a disorganized mishmash of ineffective garbage. They got a 500 record and coming into Boston thinking they have a shot when clearly they do not. Of course, it hasn't stopped Golden State forward Draymond Green from opening up his big fat mouth. On Tuesday, Draymond claimed that he was ready to go into the TD Garden as the defending NBA champion. He also claims that he's prepared to face the hurtful taunts from Celtics fans allegedly lobbed against him during last year's finals, claiming that Celtics fans are racists. Now, I can't speak for every fan of the Boston Celtics, especially those who were spending $5,000 a ticket to be at the finals last year. What I am emphatic, and I am emphatically against using ethnic slurs of any kind. But I'm pretty sure what most people were yelling at you were not exclusively racially insensitive thoughts or comments. I'm pretty sure that real Celtics fans were yelling at you simply because they don't like you or the team you play for. So come on out. Feel like a defending champion when you get here. Just be sure to tell us how you feel when the Celtics are done kicking your ass all night long. Because I'm pretty sure they will. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You gotta be tough living on the streets, getting kicked by smart-ass teenagers, clipped by passing cars. Well, the 32-gallon Ace trash can can take a beating. It's tough and only 23 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. Trash bags are on sale, too. Stock up now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock at 710 at ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, we're in for some wintry weather as a winter weather advisory begins at noon today uh, throughout the Pioneer Valley. You're going to see two to four inches like 
<clears throat> in the Greenfield area, mm-hmm. and then nothing but rain uh, for the lower Pioneer Valley. And a high of 39 today. Uh, more of that continues into tomorrow with a high of 36. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. And just in case there were uh, you know, there was any uh, hesitation, uh, your Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storms is your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. Oh, yeah, I meant to say that. Yeah, I know. I meant to say that uh, uh, like 25 seconds ago. I got you. I but got you did it. You I got you covered. Me. You got me. Hey, how about, how about am I the This has uh, proven to be a popular uh, uh, segment on this show. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know why. <sighs> I don't know. Things are really starting to come together, apparently. I'm just, uh, I'm just ripping and reading stuff off the internet. It's not like... I'm coming up with this stuff. We've been kind of doing that for years. Uh, how about number one? You ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Am I the a-hole for not allowing my stepdaughter and her boyfriend to share a room? Uh, this is kind of a lot, so I apologize. Well, at least she's a woman who knows she's going to talk. Okay. I'm a 42-year-old married female to my husband uh, who's 47. My husband and I have been together for 16 years. We have a 14-year-old son, Jasper, and an 11-year-old son, Jason. My husband was married previously for three years, and he had a daughter, daughter, Allie, who's 22. My husband and I uh, got Allie during the summer every year, so Allie and I should have formed a relationship, but sadly did not. She was not interested in a relationship with me. Allie planned to come uh, visit us for a week, her two-year-old daughter and boyfriend Mick of three years accompanying her. My husband and I decided Allie and our grandchild could have the guest bedroom, but Mick would sleep on the couch in the living room since they are not married. When Allie arrived Monday and found out uh, sleeping arrangements, she was very upset and demanded Mick to sleep in the guest room with her and the baby. My husband and I told her no and that he's more than welcome in the room during the day but would need to sleep on the couch. She started yelling at me and calling me an a-hole and uh, said I wasn't even her real mom and I was just turning her dad against her. I told her I was sorry she felt that way, but the answer was no. She really got mad Mm. and they left to stay at her mother's. My husband has suggested uh, just letting them sleep in the same room so they will come back, but I feel like our request isn't unreasonable. Now, these uh, these youngsters that uh, we're talking about, you said they have a baby together? Yes, and they're 22, and, uh, you know, I don't know how old he is, but he's obviously over yeah. the age of 18. But they're committed yeah. with, a, with, with a baby. I would think so, and uh, whether you're married or not, you had a baby together. Well, see, that's kind of... Uh kind of where i'm going with this it just seems that uh if you have the baby together they're sleeping with each other anyway i mean i guess it's your house and you can decide whatever you want mm-hmm. but you're being a little unreasonable to the point you know this isn't a 15 year old kid saying hey can my boyfriend sleep over no. absolutely not everybody would defend you on that one <clears throat> i don't think marriage at necessarily is the uh is the bellwether here you know i mean okay so you may not be totally comfortable with it but you know they're living as adults Mm -hmm. doing adult type of things like having a baby i think having them sleep in the same room probably makes enough sense you gotta let it go ma you gotta let it go yeah i i I don't know what you're stuck in this whole uh abstinence thing they already had sex. Probably a lot of it. I had a, I had a friend of mine who's, uh, whose dad used to uh, take the door off his, uh, 
my friend's sister's room. <laughs> She'd have the boyfriend come over. Yeah. She was probably like 16 or 17 at the time. She, sure. was, she was older than us. You know, it was probably by a few years. And I remember this guy, he was this big dude. He was this big dude. And he, he never wore a shirt. He lived on a lake. So I guess if you, if you live that lifestyle, you don't need a shirt. Don't need a shirt. And uh, he was this big dude. And I remember him, like, walking up the stairs and hearing all this, like, loud rattling and, uh, like, a drill going. Yeah. He had removed the door. Uh, yeah, you can. You and your boyfriend can sit right here in your room all day long, but not with the door closed because there is no door. And he took the door away. All right. Well, that's, uh, you know, that, that, that seems uh, labor intensive to prove a point. But, but that's you know, reasonable. Okay, it's reasonable. That's, you know, okay. Well, because obviously he's had problems with this kid before. And yes. he knows that she has a pattern of behavior. Therefore, I'm taking the door off. So you don't have to pretend lock it or whatever yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. Back there. I'm uh, I'm so glad that uh, I've never been faced with this type of thing before. So I, it's hard for me to say, you know, what I would do in, in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, none of my kids are saying, hey, can we, can our, uh, can we... Use your guest room, all of us, and I like you know we just we, it, it, I've never had to worry about that. Well, let's hope you never do. I'm hoping I don't. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, am I the a-hole for wanting a child-free wedding? I, 22, female, am getting married soon since my fiance and I are child-free, and because we, we uh, plan to have alcohol at our wedding, we decided to have a child-free w- wedding with the age cut off at 21. This requirement so far has gone over well with most of our invitees. Most of our invitees don't even have kids anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. I do have one friend, though, Mel, who's 20, that I had to exclude from the wedding after realizing that pretty much everyone else from the same social circle had been invited except her. She confronted me and demanded to know why she wasn't invited. I tried to explain that it wasn't personal and that I just didn't want to have to worry about underage drinking going on under my nose on my wedding day. But Mel kept accusing me of being a bad friend. She argued that since we had drank together before, it shouldn't be a big deal. But I told her that it was different since we were both underage at the time. I was 20 and she was about 18 and we started drinking together. Now as an adult, I feel like I have a responsibility to prevent underage drinking. And as the bride, I feel like I have the right to have a child-free wedding. Mel is unconvinced and keeps talking bad about me behind my back to our mutual friends and making snarky comments about me feeling superior. I don't why see I don't see why she can't just relax and let me have my damn wedding day the way I like it. So, am I the a-hole? All right. Uh, I know a lot of people that got married in uh, child-free environments. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got no problem with that. You got a child, you know, hopefully you have a babysitter somewhere. The baby, the, the child can stay while you're at a wedding. I have no problem with that. That's between the, uh, the, the, the bride and the groom. But yeah, the person I don't have a problem with that either. But the, the person they're talking about is a friend, and she is over the age of 18. So are you really considering her to be a child? Well, she uh, now at the age of 22 has matured so much uh, that she feels that underage drinking is wrong, even yeah. though it was only two years out of her yeah. you know, realm. No, I think you're being an a-hole. Yeah. yeah. I think no, you're I think, too. Listen, if this is a friend and a real friend, then you invite them to the wedding, and if they drink, that would be uh, between them and the bartender who serves them. Can you imagine uh, being, though, that person who's not invited, 
because you're considered a child, even though you're only a year and a half behind the person who's <laughs> telling you that you're a child. Yeah, no, I would be, uh, I would be offended by that. Yeah, I would be very offended by that. Although, honestly, though, I find if I'm not invited to a wedding, mm-hmm. I'm usually okay with that. Well, I mean, but, the, but if I'm not invited for that reason, that's insulting. The whole kids thing. I mean, you know, I made it a point, or you know, my wife and I made it a point to make sure that people did bring their families with them because of the environment that mm-hmm. it was in. It was at a big park and it had, you know, it had activities for kids to do. Cuz think about it, most kids don't want to be at a wedding. No. And and if it's a nighttime wedding, yeah. You're not going to be spending a whole lot right. of time there yeah. anyway. See, mine was during the day and it was at a park. It was perfectly yeah. reasonable to have a, a full family there, uh, you know, instead of just inviting individual people. Yeah. But uh, when you're talking about a fancy dinner with a bunch of booze being slung around, absolutely. You don't yeah. have to have kids there. I mean, you know, when when Jenny and I got married, you know, we had kids there. You know, my, I I didn't want to have uh, a situation where, where my kids were not there or involved. Right. And my niece, uh, my niece and nephews were there, and uh, you know, our other niece was there. I mean, I had no problem with it, and and you know, it went late at night. It was not. It was a nighttime wedding, but none of them were real disruptive. Well, yeah. so I mean, it's 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 up to you. But the the issue here is, are you are you are you giving, are you excluding somebody for the right reasons? And here it sounds like your exclusion is for pretty flimsy reasons at best. It sounds like she doesn't really like the kid, the person that yeah. she's referring to as a kid. Right. Because uh, even somebody commented, it's weird that you would consider someone, this is exactly what I said, that is a year younger than you, a child, yet think that you are old enough to get married. So close to being a child. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's a that's a good argument. Yeah, good and, point. And 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 pretty much they're all calling her the a hole. I think uh, I think she is. I think we maybe we should pick different ones. What do you mean? Uh, ones that are really harder to tell whether or not you're the a hole or not, because these are pretty easy, don't you think? Well, so far they have been. Well, at least you know today's have been pretty simple. Yeah, and I, I don't really want to go into another one because it's almost uh, close to time, so yeah. I'm just kind of stretching it out a little bit here. Well, that's doesn't, fine. Doesn't it seem like uh, that, you know, maybe sometimes that uh, well, then if we're gonna be, one's more controversial? If we're going to sit here and try to solve all the world's problems, let's make them difficult ones. Now help me push this big ball of oil out the window. It's 722 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 726. And the Rolling Stones of Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. A uh, wintry mix uh, begins afternoon today throughout the Pioneer Valley. Could see two to four inches uh, like north of Greenfield, but mainly rain for the lower Pioneer Valley. And a high of 39 tomorrow. More of the same. And a high of 36. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. You've uh, probably already heard that Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is has uh, been sold out mm-hmm. uh, February 4th at the Delaney House. We're giving you one last chance to win a pair of tickets. You go to rock102.com and enter before noon on February 2nd. We'll choose one winner at random, and you'll be able to join us at Bourbon Barbecue and Blues, brought to you by Pioneer Valley Arms, 50 Shaker Road in East Lawn Meadow, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Damn nice event. So uh, go ahead and sign up before noon on the 2nd. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like uh, I like going there and uh, watching people enjoy bourbon. And barbecue. And, and, and barbecue. Blues. And the blues, too. Yeah, 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 don't forget about yeah. that. 
Uh, don't forget, we have also the uh, the code word for code word Alexa coming up a little bit later on this hour. And we have news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert. One. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. The suspect has been arrested in the case of a fatal hit-and-run crash in Holyoke. Early uh, Wednesday morning, Holyoke detectives and Mass State Police located and arrested Byron Sagaldo Melendez in Springfield. He was wanted in connection to a fatal hit-and-run that occurred on Thursday, January 5th. Holyoke Police Captain Matthew Moriarty said around that date, around 7.50 p.m., a bicyclist was hit by a vehicle that did not stop. When officers arrived at the accident, they found Jorge Calderon. On the ground, injured. Calderon was taken to a local hospital where he died from his injuries. The Holyoke Police is still investigating the case. If you have any information about it, you're asked to call them, or you can text the tip anonymously. And make sure you press end in your message so they know that you're done giving information. Uh, Wouldn't send do that? No, you have to end the transmission with end. Really? Yeah. That's a kind of a weird way to communicate, don't you think? And well, uh, hey, I know this guy. He was part of that hit and run. End. And uh, what did you uh, what did you learn from him? End. I learned that uh, he's kind of a dirtbag. End. That's interesting. End. We should move on to the next story. End. I agree. End. The uh, search continues for the missing 35-year-old woman from Brookfield who has been missing for over a week. Multiple Mass State Police units joined uh, the Brookfield Police and Fire Departments. The Special Emergency Response Team and K-9 units expanded their search for Brittany T. She was last seen on January 10th at about 8.30 p.m. 8.30 p.m. walking away from the home where she was staying on Main Street toward Lewis Field. Brittany was reported missing three days later by her family, according to the Worcester District Attorney Joseph Early. The DA is asking town residents to search their sheds and garages for any sign of a young woman and even urging residents with security cameras to check to see if they saw her. Uh, 22 News spoke with Don Haberlin, a lifelong resident of Brookfield, who said this wasn't the first time a tragedy uh, like this takes place in their small town. It's small and pretty tight-knit. You didn't have to. Uh, you think you wouldn't have to worry about it. Now it's a different story because they had somebody uh, killed over in West Springfield a couple or three years ago. And now this has happened here. Uh, Brittany was last seen wearing a black winter coat, hoodie, jeans, and work boots. She's 5'6 and weighs 120 pounds with brown hair and blue eyes. If you have any information, you're asked to call the state police. Uh, an effort is underway at the State House to protect card games at senior centers in the Bay State after the state lottery declared some of them illegal gambling. Really? Yeah. We're not really gambling gambling, said Patricia Murray of East Longmeadow. Low-stakes card games at senior centers in Massachusetts are under siege, and State Representative Angelo Pupolo Jr. has filed a bill to protect them. The move comes after the state lottery came down with an edict that says it's against the law to gamble at senior centers, even if it's just for a penny. Ugh. Oh, my God. Well, suppose you are, you're, rather than money, you're using, like, uh, I don't know, say, like, uh, aspirins or uh, Tums I don't, as chips. Uh, yes, but are you cashing those Tums in for actual cold, hard cash later in the day? Listen, if it prevents one elderly person from having a puke belch halfway through the day, then it will be worth it. Now, uh, some senior centers are banning card games as they fear legal repercussions. So I've heard from a lot of seniors uh, that they are concerned about this, so now... 
They can't even play for small amounts of money. Sure, they can play right for fun, but they can't even have a penny attached to it, Pupilo explained. Card games like Pitch, Cribbage, Rummy, Dominoes, Bridge, Bingo, and others would be sanctioned under this bill. Pupilo said with low stakes, no one is becoming a millionaire off these games and no one is losing a lot of money. Yeah, you're also not uh, dragging them into like a into like a moral uh, into a moral uh, pit here. I mean, these are these are elderly people. I think they know, you know, well enough that it's for 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 pennies. No one's getting substantially hurt. You know, why do we crack down on things like this? This would be like, like this is the big problem that we're having in this state is old people playing cards for a couple of bucks at a time. You know, it's kind of like if you're if you're in your remember yesterday they were talking about people who were like uh, you know in their hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think we're I think we're talking about it off the air. You're in your hundreds. Well, what are you going to tell someone who's a hundred years old? No, you better not have that pork fat because it it it's uh, it's not healthy for you. You're a hundred years old. Who the hell is anybody to tell you what you can and cannot do? This is the same kind of thing. You're going to tell someone who's in their 90s at the uh, senior center that they they can't play canasta for 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 nickels. You know, um, these people are near the ends of their lives. Let them have their fun. Let them do whatever they want to do. You know what I did for my mother when she was, uh, you know, it was probably about a month before she passed away. I went and visited her in that uh, it was a memory unit. Yeah. She had uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. Sure. Obviously, had to be in like a locked facility, so she couldn't get out in case, you know, she decided to walk away or something. Right. And uh, she was basically, we kind of knew that, uh, you know, the end was near, wouldn't wouldn't be too much longer. Uh, So I went down to visit her last uh, October, October uh, 21, I think. Right. Okay. And uh, I, I snuck in. Uh, a gin and tonic. She, her favorite thing. Her she yeah. she wasn't a drinker. She didn't like. She didn't. She wasn't. She wouldn't sit there and drink. She wasn't like my dad who would yeah. sit there and drink the entire bottle. But she'd have a few every she now and then. She would have one cocktail. That that was the kind of person she was. She would have one and she would go ooh, you know, and she you know. Sit yeah. There. So uh, I snuck in. I went. To, I stopped at a liquor store nearby uh, the home and I bought. A little thing had tonic water and a and a and a nip of tangeray. And I, and I bet it her face lit up. She, I, when I said to her, you know, she was kind of like out of it. And I said, "Hey, ma, I snuck in a gin and tonic, and you see her eyes like light up, like ooh, yeah, give me some of that, yeah." And uh, and I let her, uh, I let her sip it. It took her like six hours to drink the whole thing because. Well, she wasn't operating heavy machinery. No, she wasn't getting behind the wheel moving. of a car. She right. Was, she was. She was in a in a in a chair for most of the day. Uh, so uh, yeah, and let you know them what? Have what they want to have. And this, and I'm sure there would have been somebody you know in that facility that would have said, "You can't give give uh, an, a dying elderly woman a gin and tonic. It's yeah, unhealthy." But for But you her. know what? I bet you, you know, eighty five percent of the work force there would have been like i didn't see nothing i don't know what you're doing yeah you know what i mean just let them have their fun you know when if you ever go to this ever go to like a senior center i try to stay away from yeah i know but you know i've i've been you know to you know for for whatever you know various reasons or what have you you got nothing but these uh these old people you know trying to trying to socialize trying to have a little bit of fun in their day yeah you know nothing but Nothing but Q-tips out there around those uh, tables, you know, playing uh, right. you know, Scrabble or whatever the hell it is. They just want to have fun. 
You're going to tell me that you're going to tell some 95-year-old dude, hey, put that bag of coins away, Gramps. You're not allowed to gamble here. He's going to take that bag of coins and beat you over the head with it. He's going to beat you over the head with it and punch you right in the nads. He's going to say, I've been gambling on cards since you were nothing more than a notion in your dad's pants. Who cares? Who cares? Really, really cracked out on this stuff around here. I'll tell you what. When I get really old, now I'm already on my way, but when I get really old and I'm put in a home, I don't want anyone telling me what I can or cannot do. Hey. Listen, my mother hadn't smoked in three years because she forgot she smoked uh, when she had a stroke. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how the brain works? You forget that you did this thing your entire life, and then all of a sudden it just stops because you forgot about it? That's pretty amazing how the brain works. But, uh, you know, if she had asked me, I would have totally taken her outside and, you know, bought a pack of her Pall Malls for her and let her smoke the whole damn thing. Yeah. Because it's like you're at the end of your life. Why not? You're gonna t- Would that one Paul Mall have uh-uh. killed her? No. No, and neither did that drink. Of course not. Matter of fact, it probably enhanced the medication she was on. Yeah, that might not have been the healthy part. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but again, like, you, you know, what's the outcome? The outcome is you're going to die. So why not have a good time? Because there's nothing here. What's one drink going to kill you? You know what I mean? Right. The clock is more dangerous yeah, to her. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, so. the calendar is the most deadly thing in the whole facility. Uh, let's see. Uh, the most... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing uh, more enjoyable about using the restroom on a on an airplane. We talked about this last week a little yeah. bit. But sometimes you have to, especially if you have children. There's a new study on airline bathrooms, and it looked at the planes in each airline's fleet and figured out which ones have the best ratio of bathrooms to seats so that you're less likely to have to wait if you do need to go. We talked about should you be getting up multiple times. No, you shouldn't be. But if you have to, at least you don't want to wait for it. Right. Uh, they found that the most bathroom-friendly airline in the U.S. is JetBlue with 51 economy seats per lavatory. Alaska Airlines was second, followed by Allegiant, then United Delta, American Spirit, Frontier, and finally Southwest. Southwest? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Boy, they got their problems, don't they? You know, I just booked a trip with them, too. And now I'm uh, <laughs> I'm getting Southwest bathroom anxiety <laughs> just from thinking about it. Feel free to move your bowels around better, the cabin. Uh, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> right. Yeah, Southwest ratio is 66 seats per bathroom, 15 seats higher than JetBlue. On wow. the plus side, Southwest cattle call seating policy does let you sit yourself closer to the bathroom if that's what you want. But you've got to pay for it. No, you don't have to pay for that. You don't? Because on other airlines, you got to pay for a window seat, aisle seat. They they charge everything. It's all real a la carte. Not on Southwest. Southwest, it's first come, first serve. Obviously, if you're not part True. of the boarding group A or that extra special group. Not, for, not for them, but in booking other flights, it's like you, know, you can pick and choose where... In the yeah. cabin you want to sit. I like to be near the bathroom. Uh, JetBlue also gets additional points for being the only airline to confirm that economy passengers are free to use the first class lavatories. You are? Yeah, so if you're sitting there right behind the threshold, oh. you don't have to go all the way back. You can go right up to the front. Man, that's that's good to know. Yeah, but think about how if you were the first class passenger. 
I don't. Are you gonna watch these scumbags from Coach coming up and using your bathroom? Well, I'll tell you what. I <clears throat> most I just every time I'm gonna be sitting on Coach. If I know the bathroom and the first aid, uh, the the uh, the, uh, 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 the first class section is open. Yeah, I am gonna rock that thing. Yeah, you're right. It's like an executive washroom. I'm going to give that thing a workout. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Yeah, that's the 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 pile high club, <laughs> right? <laughs> the uh, winter weather advisor will be in effect afternoon today, and mix of rain and snow throughout the area. More so north of Greenfield, you'll see accumulation, but uh, lower Pioneer Valley mostly rain. High of 39 tomorrow. More of the same. With a high of 36. It is uh, 31 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. It's a new year. It's time for a new start. So get to Classic Rock at 750 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a winter weather advisory in effect afternoon today. Could see a mix of rain and snow throughout the Pioneer Valley. Not anything to get too worried about uh, mostly north of greenfield is we're going to see accumulation but lower pioneer valley mostly rain and a high of 39 it's 31 right now in downtown springfield yesterday brandon melbourne of uh, east lawn meadow was the winner of an amazon echo dot all they did was listen to uh, the morning show and then boom all of a all of a sudden they're a winner we're giving out different code words every weekday at 750 and all you have to do is listen to the code word and then uh, go to rock102.com before noon each day and enter that code word for your chance to win. It's Code Word Alexa brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping you to keep your New Year's resolution and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Today's code word, Steve. Mm-hmm. Today's code word is the word Amazon. Ooh, A-M-A. A is an apple. M is a, as in, Stop. my God, I need uh, an Amazon Echo Dot. A is in Amazon. Z is in zebra. Z- I I just won Z Amazon oh, and Z Echo Dot. <laughs> oh, it's a, I, I hope I win one more Amazon Echo Dot and N for now is the time I need to write down the code word for rock102.com to win the Amazon Echo Dot. The oh, word man. is Amazon. Good luck to you. You really know how to drag this thing out. Don't what are you, you talking about? I'm helping. I'm helping the listener. All right, let's just move along. Then. Yes. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, I got a little update for you. Okay. Remember yesterday we were talking about uh, Panera Karen? Yes. She was. Uh, here's the follow-up on the woman who took uh, to TikTok to complain about the Panera employee who initially refused to take her order because her child was screaming in the background. Uh, I'll play the clip for you again. Ready? Yes. You are going to refuse to take my order because my child was screaming? Yes, I have the right to do that. If you're more than welcome to come inside or you can place an order online and we'll make it for you. And what is... All right, well, I do have this on video and I will be emailing corporate because that's just like completely rude. I okay. cannot come inside because my daughter... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't go. Time. We heard the clip yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Uh, well, unfortunately for her, the internet weighed in, and it looks like most of the comments on the video are taking the Panera employee's side. Really? Yeah. Uh, in case that's her arguing with the uh, the thing. She still calls herself Panera Karen, but most of the people are like, give this guy a break. He's trying to do a job for low pay, and you're giving him crap because he can't hear you because your kid's screaming in the back of the car. That's kind of what the uh, what the argument is. I see. 
I don't know if I feel that way. I, I don't feel that way at all. I mean, she... I thought she was doing the right thing by not going in the restaurant with the screaming child and just doing it from the car. I would have thought the same way. But really, in this day and age, you should have just used the mobile ordering app. Probably, but yeah, yeah. still. Uh, clip number two, a couple was kicked off a Spirit Airlines flight that was still on the ground in Las Vegas on Sunday. While leaving, the woman says to uh, take care to the people on board... A passenger booed as the couple was escorted down the aisle. Then the woman yelled to them, I hope y'all crash and die. Take care. Boo! You were in my position. You would do the same thing. Boo! Oh, the pilots. Oh, the pilots. Oh, the pilots. Pilot did not like that one. Ooh, the pilot did not like that yeah. one. Now you get off this flight. Eh, I mean, it's Spirit Airlines. Are you expecting anything more? <laughs> I mean, you I know, mean you didn't pay a lot for that flight. You know, for all the videos I've seen of people freaking out on flights, it's been mostly Spirit Airlines. Very rarely do you see a Delta. You know, I mean, you do see them, but you you see more of the. The no frills airline. You never see anybody acting up in the uh, in the first class section. It's always coach. Well, no, you hear about the first class one. Well, this guy got so drunk he then urinated on the woman next to him. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. But you never see those videos because most of those first class people aren't well, trashy enough to start recording something like yeah. that. <laughs> and they also sometimes have the curtain to separate them from the from yeah. the refuse back in the coach. Yes. And now, if I was sitting in first class, I would totally take out my phone. And, and, and film something. Hell yeah. Like Why yeah. not? Yeah. But not Spirit Airlines? Come on. Is it really even an airline? It's more of a paper airplane. On, on paper it is. Yeah. Catch the spirit. <laughs> Here's a uh, throwback Thursday featuring finalists from the husband calling contest of the 2017 Iowa State Fair. If you think the last one is best, you're right. She won the $5 grand prize. $5? $5. $5. Can you hear me? You get yourself in here right now. You know you're going to be late again, and you know that I want to get there on time. Roy, 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 Totally worth the five bucks. Yeah, you know what? If I were one of the husbands, uh, whether yeah. it's Roy or mm-hmm. whoever, I'd be run so far in the opposite direction to make sure I never hear that kind of cattle calling again. And a uh, Tennessee man was driving drunk when he let his five-year-old son take over the wheel and crashed their car into a neighbor's yard, according to a court affidavit. Here are the neighbors of John Edwin Harris talking about the damage done to their property and witnessing the incident. I'm surprised it didn't kill both of them. We've seen some crazy things out here, but this is one of the craziest. It was just really mangled, like somebody hit it hard. Don't let your five-year-olds drive. Yeah, don't that, let your five-year-olds drive. Yeah, that's good advice. If there's anything you can take away from this PSA is do not let your five-year-old drive you drunk home from a bar. Now, they can operate heavy machinery and lots of uh, power tools, but keep them away from the car. I know he likes the little computer trivia game at the bar. <laughs> I know it's called The Office. Your dad goes to the office every day. <laughs> And I know you like playing that little trivia game, but uh, five-year-olds have no place driving a vehicle down the street. We don't have Uber in this part of the in part of the state. It's like, uh, how was Dad supposed to get home, though? What do you want him to call a cab? He spent all his money in the bar. 
Well, uh, but yes, but you have a perfectly abled uh, child who's done lots of driving on either Mario Kart or right. or any other number of <laughs> play school type uh, driving uh, simulations. Excellent, excellent driver on Mario Kart. Oh, he used to let him drive up, drive slow up and down the driveway. <laughs> It's uh, 757. That is now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I understand that as human beings, we are prone to all kinds of cockamamie ideas about the world and how it operates. While some of us hold on to a value system that's based upon tolerance and inclusion, some of us are holding on to preconceived notions that are just plain stupid. For example, on Tuesday night, Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov boycotted his team's game against the Anaheim Ducks because he refused to wear the specially designed warm-up gear for the team's Pride Night celebration. Why? Because according to Provorov, wearing the warm-up jersey violated his faith, and because of his religious convictions, he chose to boycott the game and let everybody else wear the jersey as they roundly pounded Anaheim by a score of 5-2. to two. Now, I've spent the last 24 hours combing through the Bible. I've also spent a good time ripping through the various teachings and whatnot of the Russian Orthodox Church, of which Provorov is a member. And surprisingly enough, Nowhere in the paperwork does it say anything about playing hockey during Pride Night. In fact, it's almost shocking how little the Bible seems to say about any of this sort of stuff. It's almost like it never actually came up in biblical times. I also don't see anything in the Bible about giving a young man a six-year, $40 million contract with a $12 million signing bonus. Does that mean that Provorov should have given it all back? Listen, if Jesus were alive today, playing on the starting line for the Philadelphia Flyers, I'm pretty sure he'd wear the jersey without a problem because he was a pretty tolerant fella. But to not play hockey and claim that your religion prevents you from wearing certain promotional items sounds like a convenient excuse. Look, I applaud the NHL for making the effort in their Hockey is for Everyone campaign. But to not wear a shirt because God's got a problem with it ignores the fact that God has got other things to do. Like, God's more clearly concerned with the Bruins on the road tonight against the Rangers. Now that's something he would spend his time on. But hey, in my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ah, home sweet home. The clutter, the garbage, the grime. Time to get rid of it. Go to Rocky's. Cleaning supplies are on sale now. Trash bags, trash cans, storage totes, even shelving, all on sale. You'll really clean up with your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock. It's 809 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a wintry mix. There's a winter weather advisory going to be in effect after noon today all the way until 6 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, and you'll see accumulation probably like north of Greenfield area, but mostly rain in the lower Pioneer Valley. And a high of 39 today. More of the same for tomorrow with a high of 36. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. You know, last weekend uh, we found ourselves in the unfortunate situation where we were in a show hole. Yeah. Yeah, like we, we had, you know, watched all the series that we were planning on watching and we're kind of all caught up and all of a sudden, you know how that feels. You know, there's an emptiness and a sadness when you're watching like a limited series and it's got like eight episodes and and it's done. And now you got 
nothing to to watch unless you take the risk of watching something you're not going to like or you take a cockamamie recommendation from someone you know right yeah, right it's a terrible feeling you there's like an emptiness inside so we were so we were you know we were, we were kind of you know, debating uh, what to watch and a friend of ours recommended oh you got to you got to watch these uh, these documentaries on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. He said, this would be right up your alley. She's talking to me. Yeah. It'll be right up your alley. The Bridgewater Triangle. What is that? Well, there's a couple of documentaries on Prime about the Bridgewater Triangle. The Bridgewater Triangle is uh, uh, an area of southeast Massachusetts, uh, about like a 200 square mile area that has a long history of paranormal activity. Now, the triangle goes from Bridgewater to Abington, which is not that far from like Brockton. Right. And then all the way down is my hometown of Rehoboth, Massachusetts. Okay. I'm looking at it on the map right here. Yeah, and this friend of ours is like, dude, you're from Rehoboth. You probably know all about this stuff. They're probably talking from people from your town you even know. So, you know, I'm thinking, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to step into this. Yeah. So we start watching it. You know, I lived in Rehoboth the first 18 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things in life that are uh, mysterious to me, things that I simply cannot explain. Uh, Algebra, uh, the uterus, country music. I can't explain any of that stuff. Right. But I watched this documentary, and I sat there going, this is... The stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Absolutely nonsense. I would say the most mysterious thing to come out of Rehoboth was a lazy fat kid making a successful career and being named into the Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Fame at some point in his life. Oh, you mean there's two of us? Yes. Uh, Yeah, so I, apparently the, 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 as the rumor has it, yeah, this 200 square mile area is loaded with like Bigfoot sightings. UFO, uh, you know, sightings, uh, ghosts, uh-huh. uh, ancient Indian burial grounds, excuse me, Native American burial grounds, and all kinds of activity in between uh, Bridgewater, Abington, and Rehoboth. I'm trying to read up on the history of this. Yeah. It was discovered by some zoo, cryptozoologist or something like that? Yeah. Apparently in the 80s, this guy you know, mapped it all out and realized, hey, it seems uh, strange that uh, all of these uh, unexplained phenomenon are happening in this area. The Bridgewater Triangle. And like I said, uh, like you said, scariest thing to ever come out of that town was you. Is me. Yeah. And I got to tell you. I never saw anything weird go on in that town other than when I passed trigonometry my junior yeah, year in high school. I was going to say that was It a, was like by, you know, by the skin of my teeth. The heavens and earths moved it was the most when su- that happened. The most supernatural thing I ever experienced in that town is how I went from a D- minus to a C minus. All right, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at all the paranormal claims here. Unidentified flying objects, often uh, in the form of bright balls or of light or large, unusual spacecraft that has been seen there. Yes. Unnatural animal sightings. There are balls in Rehoboth that people cannot explain. Balls? Well-lit balls in the sky. 
Oh, I was going to say, there's lots of bulls uh, walking around. You're damn right about that. Uh, paranormal humanoids, including sightings of Bigfoot ghosts, poltergeists, and shadow people. Yes. Now, there has uh, been a long-standing story, and again, I have seen no evidence that this exists at all, of uh, something called the Red-Headed Stranger on Route 44. Mm-hmm. Now, at 44 goes all the way into Connecticut and into yeah. Rehoboth. It's like uh, the two major right. roadways of Route 44 and Route 118. The Red-Headed Stranger? Apparently, the Red-Headed Stranger is a ghost that occasionally shows up if you happen to be like driving around the Rehoboth Seekonk line. Okay. Which is an area that I've spent a great deal of my lifetime in. And, and what do you know about the red-headed stranger? I don't know jack squat about no red-headed stranger. Yeah, but what's the urban legend? What's the, what's the story? If uh, you're driving alone in your car, mm-hmm. you may find him uh, outside your car oh, or heat. sitting in your passenger seat. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. He's a red-headed uh, fella wearing a ghostly flannel shirt. Oh, really? Spooky. But he's uh, apparently some sort of a ghostly apparition. Okay. Uh, never seen anything like that at all in that town. And what does he do? Does he kill you? No, he didn't kill you. He's a ghost. He's just you know there to haunt, just there to get in your way as you're trying to drive into Seekonk. Yeah. For God knows what reason. But yet, it's there. Again, I'm watching this thing, and they're talking to people who claim that they... You know, a lifelong residents of the town. I know a good bunch of lifelong residents of that town to this very day, even though I haven't lived there since 1985. Right. I don't know any of these people. In fact, I think they're all fake. I think they're all fake. Yeah, all just because to- you don't know who they are doesn't mean they don't exist. It's a town of less than 10,000 people. It's all a right. tiny little place you could trip over. So what about, uh, oh, they have Thunderbird sightings. Yes. We have them right here in Springfield. I just saw them the other day. You are more likely to find those kinds of Thunderbirds than a mythical creature, which is like an enormous bird that you could tear your eyes out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hold on a second. There's a call from the school coming in. I don't know what that's all about. (laughs) What is that about? I don't know. Uh, Cult activity. Especially animal mutate mutilations. Yes, there's been a lot of reported uh, incidents of those. Yep, that could be just a bunch of crazy kids from Rehoboth going out in the woods and sacrificing a chicken, though. Uh, usually, it's a cow. Like they, like people are going out and killing cows. Now, yeah. uh, cow is uh, cow meat is very very valuable. No one's just killing cows and leaving them there. No, it, n- not to my recollection. Not any of them because that's just not what they do. Uh, Native American curses, as All right. you were mentioned before. So, uh, one of the big uh, tourist traps of the town mm-hmm. is uh, something known as Anawan Rock. Now, Anawan Rock is uh, a big giant rock yeah. in which uh, ended the King Philip War. It ended on, uh, on Anawan Rock. And there are some people who say it's uh, loaded with, uh, with, uh, with activity. Paranormal activity. Let me even play this again. Ooh. You have any idea how many field trips I went to as a kid to Anawan Rock? Yeah. The scariest thing at Anawan Rock 
is was, having to listen to a history lesson about Anawana Rock. That was scary. Yeah. And the other scary thing was my uncle Leon, who was the bus driver that drove us there. Ah. Spooky. Spooky. Was his name Puck Wudgie by any chance? No. Not that, you, I'm, not that I'm aware of. Do you know what that is? I don't. That's a creature from Algonquin folklore. The local Wampanoag people consider them to be dangerous tricksters. They have been especially associated with the Freetown State Forest within the Bridgewater Triangle. What a bunch of nonsense. Now, again, I'm a, you know, I'm an open-minded guy. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that I lived in one of the most haunted areas in America, maybe even the world, which is what they claim. Yeah. You'd like to think I saw something. I saw nothing. Well, I mean, it's just like anybody who... Remember they had the ghost show down at Theodore's? Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that TV show that came in? and the, Whatever happened with that? Did they find the ghost inside I, of there? I, you know what it is? When you ever see these shows, and I'm not, again, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but they, uh, they'll they have like a microphone yeah. in, in the room, and then uh, they'll show you on the screen like this little... Uh, like this little sound wave, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they they say that they'll have like a the the, uh, the graphics on the screen of what was said, mm-hmm. and you can listen to it for like five million times, and you're like, I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I the oven on, right? Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Would <laughs> Would you like some dessert with that tonight? Yeah, you know, you ne- but you never actually hear it. It's just like you know, you, that's just what you they, what they're telling you is what was said. Try the burnt ends; they're delicious. That's what they say. Would you like crayons for the kids? You know, you know yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't. Do they, they, they offer they, crayons at Theodore's? For the used kids? to be able to. They are really. They, they used to. Yeah, used to. I don't know if yeah. they. I don't know with COVID and everything. With yeah, it, yeah uh-huh. but yeah, but nevertheless, it's like it's nonsense. So if uh, you find yourself uh, with nothing to watch and the Bridgewater Triangle pops up as the things you might be interested in on Amazon Prime. Do something uh, yeah. worthwhile and, and it, find something else to watch. It actually is kind of interesting to hear uh, from somebody who lives near one of these f- supposedly famous places yeah. that have uh, th- the history of all this stuff. You know, like what is it really like to the people who actually live there? Is it like what you're saying? Like these people are just nuts and I've never seen them before and I don't even think they exist in the town? Yeah. Or um, is it, uh, you know, this is just a small group of people I would have never associated with and these crazy people think that all this stuff is happening. Most people that I know that still live there, mm-hmm. who have lived there their entire lives, will all say the same thing. This is the bunch of biggest BS I've ever seen on Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime has got more than a share of BS. The day you get your show on Amazon Prime is the day there'll be a bigger pile of BS on Amazon Prime. I don't even think uh, it'll even match that. You don't think they'd ever do a documentary about this uh, this place? About this place? With all the dead spirits and the ghosts (laughs) that have come to haunt it back and forth in the form of radio listeners calling and asking questions. Then there was the mystery of Heidi West. Spooky! Did Rebecca Wild go actually wild? Ooh, spooky. What happened to Bob Kester? You know, they never said what happened to Bob Kester. <laughs> yeah. One day he was on, and, and the next day, day he was poof, gone. <laughs> Into the ethers of the unknown. Well, I don't know. It's 822 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 829. 
and Smashing Pumpkins with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A uh, mix of snow and rain starting afternoon today. Uh, actually, school just called. Uh, they're uh, dismissing school early today, at least at the Gateway Regional School, so I'm sure they're doing that oh for other schools. Oh, my God. You know, where's their where's their backbone? Where's their where's their New England uh, you know membership card? It lies within a, a threat of a lawsuit, Bax. Oh so we'll God. just send everybody home. Uh, so it's going to be a mix of snow and rain, uh, most accumulation in the higher elevations, uh, mostly rain in lower elevations, and a high of 39 today. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 36. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Hey, tomorrow uh, it's an open line Friday. Make sure you're listening for that. That's going to be a good one. And later on uh, this morning. We still have uh, tickets to the Auto Parts Swap and Sell. Four packs of tickets coming up a little bit later on this hour. Sweet. All right. Yeah. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western... 8.32 with Bax on Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The uh, husband of thirty-nine uh, of missing thirty-nine-year-old mother Anna Walsh is being uh, charged with murder and dis- disinterring a body. Brian Walsh was taken to the uh, Quincy District Court and arraigned yesterday, where additional details and evidence were revealed. He pleaded not guilty and is being held without the right to bail. A status hearing is scheduled for February 9th. January first at six a.m. was the la- six ten a.m. was the last time Brian Walsh told police he saw Anna. The uh, prosecutor read during the arraignment the following searches that were made on January 1st, Googled on a friend's iPad. Oh, so he does it on somebody else's iPad? <laughs> he doesn't want that stuff following him around. I don't want anybody to know this was me doing this. Uh, 4.55 a.m. How long before a body starts to smell? And they, they, All right, these are. Just, I'm not even going to do the times, but it's between 4.55 and noontime. How to stop a body from decomposing. How to embalm a body. Ten ways to dispose of a body if you really need to. <laughs> Wasn't that a movie with uh, Kate Hudson? Uh, or is that How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? I think that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> I could totally see why you get confused, though. How, how long for someone to be missing to inherit? Uh, can you throw away body parts? Well, yeah, and the right uh, body part. Depends whether it's a recycling week. Uh, what does formaldehyde do? How long does DNA last? Can identification be made on partial remains? Dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. How to clean blood from a wooden floor. Uh, aluminal to detect blood. What happens when you put your body parts in ammonia? And is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? You know, it's not that it's, it's not that it's funny. No, but, nothing but, is funny about what he did or what he's accused of doing or whatever. But, but, the, but I, the, the fact that he yeah. went that deep into the rabbit hole in this one and yeah. didn't and, and and didn't at the very least erase his browsing history. Yeah, uh, can't you just press a clear? You know how to clear your internet search history. Oh, I got I got I got screwed by those cookies. Is it uh, is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? Gee. <laughs> Shout it out. Do you strip them with borax and uh, washing soda in a bathtub and then drain them and then wash them again? Isn't that the laundry secret to getting out stains? This guy's going to have a real good time explaining that one away. Uh, from Brian Walsh's phone on January 2nd, it was identified he was at Home Goods in Norwell and purchased three rugs. Uh, and additional searches on, on January 2nd revealed 
Hacksaw best to dismember. (laughs) Can you be charged with murder without a body? Can you identify a body with broken teeth? And then the next day, on the third, see, he Googled more than that. And I want to know what he Googled in between all of those searches. Uh, yeah, like, like uh, how long does it take to get to Chipotle? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he did he check his uh, yeah. did he check his four hundred one k online? Rug doctors near me. <laughs> uh, fifty soup recipes. January third. What happens to hair on a dead body? Uh, 10 minutes later. What is the rate of decomposition of a body found in a plastic bag compared to on the surface in the woods? You know, there's so much stuff you wonder whether he actually searched anything else at all. Like, was was this, was he so fixated on getting this right? But that's what I'm saying. They're only showing search history from certain times of the day. What else did he research the rest of the day? Cat videos? Yeah. Does DoorDash deliver from Bennigan's? Does Bennigan's <laughs> even exist anymore? Where's where's the closest Bennigan's? Yeah, where's the nearest Fuddruckers? Yeah. Where, is it possible that a Sheets, perhaps, could come to Massachusetts? <laughs> that would be nice if a Sheets. It would, it would be. Uh, police were seen... Uh, oh, so he, he then shook... Uh, say, Walsh shook his head as prosecutors read alleged internet searches he made after his wife went missing. Shaking your head like, no, I didn't do that, or shaking your head like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't hit clear? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you get into his uh, head when, you, when you're when you hearing the browsing history. <laughs> Prosecutors allege that Walsh murdered Anna in the early morning hours of January 1st, dismembered her body, then placed her remains in a dumpster at his mother's home in Swampscott. Uh, police uh, were seen searching those dumpsters in a transfer station in Peabody, Prosecutors say police found towels, slippers, tapes, boots, rugs, and more, all with Anna's blood. Police also found blood in the family's home basement along with two knives. Detectives from the Cohasset Police, along with the Mass State Police, are conducting the investigation. And yet they still found him (laughs) because you can't believe everything you read on the Internet. What do you mean? Well, he had all that information about how to do this right. He probably followed a bunch of it, and it was probably all bad information. You don't think one of those websites say... Uh, make sure you clear your search history after you've searched all this stuff? Uh, you know, I don't know. You know who's you, you would think you know, that only a responsible person would put those kinds of stories and uh, those kind of websites up in the first place. The, the, last time, the last time we were talking about this, somebody suggested, uh, dude, duck, duck, go. That's another search engine that you could use. Could do that. It probably doesn't have the ramifications that a Google search would have. You know, I I think if you went on the dark web, you could probably search all day long and nothing is traceable. That would be a, like an interesting uh, topic to ask like a detective. Like, do you just look for Google searches or do you look for all the searches? So if the guy did go on DuckDuckGo. Right. Like, would anybody even really know that? Who's got a DuckDuckGo account? <laughs> You you go to like uh, Ask Jeeves or a web crawler instead, or even Bing. Yeah, even B- well, nobody goes to Bing. Well, Bing is like, uh, yeah, let me Google that for you. That's what Bing says. You know, I don't know how you are, but like like Bing, mm-hmm. uh, this company has decided that Bing should be our uh, 
our approved search engine. Yeah. But every time it defaults to Bing, I get pissed off and go to Google anyway. Well, are there other search engines out there better than Google that aren't ad-based that would drive you to sponsored things before it drove you to anything else on the web? I don't think so. I don't know if there's anything better than Google. Well, I guess I was led to believe there is nothing better than Google. That's except Bing. It's only because Google has become the only thing that uh, people refer to. Whereas you know you haven't been introduced to other things like that. It's true, but yet, well, I don't, I don't see them uh, anybody really emerging until Google buys them out. I'll do some research on that and get back to you. But please do. Duck Duck goes better. Or not. But whatever you do, make sure you. Uh, Erase your search history when you're done. The where police. Where police? Their police. We're sent to uh, East Court in Ware for a report of a man that was uh, shooting at a 15-year-old juvenile, according to the where police. Where police? Their police. On Saturday at approximately 6.50 p.m., 19-year-old Darian Bucknam of Ware was discharging a firearm at a 15-year-old on East Court. After the officers investigated the incident, they determined that the firearm was actually a BB gun. Officers arrested uh, Buckman for the following charges, uh, including assault with a dangerous weapon, walking or riding on the railroad tracks, and a misdemeanor trespass issued. Yeah, that's the one they're going to the get him on. Get him on. He's being held without the right to bail and was scheduled to be arraigned in Eastern Hampshire District Court in Belchertown yesterday. Well, good thing they followed up and uh, f- found out what the uh, arraignment was. Uh, it, Do they not? I don't know why they don't follow up on these stories. I don't get that. Well, why this sounds like a story that with lots of questions to be asked, and no yeah. one's done that. I, I I don't understand why these news organizations don't go and ask questions and follow up on things like that. You know, no, walking the, around shooting people with a BB, shooting a kid with a BB gun. Yeah, but you'll go up to someone who just lost their house in a fire. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, how do you feel? Ooh, I'm a little, I'm a little hot. Yeah, under the collar. Here. I'm a little bothered by having lost uh, all my valuables in a fire. Yeah, here's a brilliant way to find out if a person is really into you. You ready? Yes. Some 22 year old guy has been trying to track down his dream girl he met at the bar after uh, she only gave him part of her phone number. Right? She wrote it down on a napkin along with her name Jackie, but she left out two digits on purpose, and at the bottom she wrote. Trust me, I'm worth it. So basically, she wanted to see if he'd go through the hassle of figuring out what the two missing numbers were. Yeah. There's a hundred possible combinations. Guess what? What? You're not worth it. That's a little too much work. If I have to do a lot of guesswork, that's it. We're through. His cousin tweeted about it on Tuesday, and most people seem to think it's a fun idea. Some say it's a sign she's demanding and high maintenance, but it didn't actually uh, come out of nowhere. At the bar, they bonded over true crime shows, and he bragged he can always solve the crime before the show even ends. So the missing digits were a challenge. Oh, yeah. So she, he, kind of set him, he kind of set himself up. So uh, here's the update. His cousin posted again yesterday after Jackie saw his post go viral and DM'd him. That's direct message, by the way. Yes, I knew that. Yeah. The uh, cousin told her there were still around 50 numbers to try. Her response was, quote, he may not be as clever as he thinks. Give me his number. I'm taking over this operation. Okay. Uh, again, um, would you work that hard? 
to come up to, to figure it out, I probably wouldn't work that. No, hard. probably not. Oh, it was the one that got away. Listen, I sat at the Christmas party not realizing for an hour and a half that we kept playing the same song over yeah, and yeah. over again. I'm no I'm no Inspector Clouseau. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you're not going to put two numbers together. You can't even tell the right time in the morning. No kidding. Yeah. What time is it now, Bax? I'm no super sleuth. It's 844. Yeah, but sometimes you would say it's 644. <clears throat> yeah, but if you notice, in the last few months, I've been uh, more right than not. Why is that? Have you got some secret over there that no, you're uh, no, not sharing there's, with there's anybody? No, there's no secret. Just uh, you know, less stress, less heaviness, less negativity, less uh, less of a dark cloud. A dark cloud. Yes. Hey, look, another person suggested DuckDuckGo. I think we should try it. I actually have never been on DuckDuckGo. Well, you know what? We're going to do a Google search or a DuckDuckGo search, and when we come back, we'll give you the results. How about that? <laughs> That's like our entertainment tonight All right. tease. All right, how to get rid of a body. That's the, the, yeah, that's yeah. the first yeah, one we're looking don't, at. Don't type that in there. Don't type that in there. Because <laughs> if we do need to get rid of a body, I don't want anybody knowing that we were searching for that. Let me go under Pat Kelly's user. Yeah. You're a pioneer. He's going to know it was you. Yeah, probably. It was 644 in the morning when he searched for it. <laughs> Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, mix of snow and rain this afternoon with a winter weather advisory in effect all the way until tomorrow at 6 p.m. Uh, and a high of 39 today, tomorrow a high of 36. It is 32 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 852. Excuse me, an Aerosmith on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a mix of rain and snow this afternoon, and a winter weather advisory will be in effect until tomorrow at 6 p.m. We're going to see some accumulations on the uh, higher elevations, rain in the lower elevations, and a high of 39. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 36. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, uh, open line Friday. Make oh. sure you are prepared for open line Friday tomorrow. I love open line. We all love Open Line Friday. I just want everybody to kind of prepare uh, their comments now so that they're not floundering around like we did last week when we had a couple of people who just didn't know what the hell they wanted to get off their chest. Well, some people are like that. Oh, I know. know. uh, They're they're indecisive people. Clearly, that's the case. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Yeah. What else you got? What do you got going on over there? Uh, well, let's see. I got. Uh, I, I don't have a lot uh, going on. Uh, you know, I, I got some guy wrote to me and said that uh, that he lives uh, that he had cousins who lived in the town of Somerset, and although he had never heard of the Bridgewater Triangle, yeah, he himself uh, had seen a UFO when he was just twelve years old back in 1982. Yeah, and that his cousins in Somerset. Uh, a nearby town lived on an ancient Indian burial ground. Oh, really? Yes. Spooky. Dude, I'm I'm trying to rack my brain. Not only have I never seen anything, I don't recall anyone from the area, from town, saying the same thing. I know a lot of people in between Abington, Bridgewater, and Rehoboth that have never complained about paranormal activity, UFO sightings, Bigfoot. Maybe. None of that junk. Maybe uh, they didn't like you. 
No, I was very popular back then. Oh, were you? Oh, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Oh, people were tripping all over to spend time with me. But uh, yet I've never seen anything that would suggest that the documentary I saw the other day on Amazon Prime had anything to do with what really goes on in the world. It just doesn't. <sighs> it, it simply doesn't. But Joe, thank you very much for your email. Oh, we didn't do the whole letter thing and the and the ripping the letter open. I don't want to embar- I don't want to embarrass this guy uh, much. <clears throat> you know, uh, we've been being bugged by uh, the Hawkman to talk about his uh, little uh, issue that he's got going on. He he doesn't know if he should be uh, dating or not, and whether or not he should go on Tinder. He should absolutely. There's got to be somebody. There's somebody out there for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Tinder might be, I don't know, is that, uh, <clears throat> don't they have, like, dating websites geared to whatever you're, yeah, I mean, you're into, you sure, know what I mean? Sure, You know, there's, like, FarmersOnly.com. There's, uh, that, what's that, Christian Match? Yeah. yeah that, that's kind of a niched out, uh, you know, a segment of the population. Plenty of fish for all the fish people out there. Yep, yep, the pescatarians, I believe they're called. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, Pescatarian Live, it's called. Yes, Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I see no reason why he couldn't find a, a nice young lady, a, a sturdy young woman to support all of his various activities. Well, look, at, He's looking for a date. Uh, is your mom going to drive you, Steve? He's probably gonna have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, he's been. I mean, it's gonna hard, be hard to find a, a, a chick who's just has one of those vans ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, have I to get borrow it. Borrow one of those or rent one. But you know, he's a dynamic fella. Yeah. Likes going on the rail trails. Uh, yeah, you know, very very much involved in his community. And boy, he can talk. Uh, he can spin a yarn. That kid loves going to Walmart. Sure does. Yeah, who can blame him? I think you'll be just fine there, Stephen. There you go, Hawkman. You'll That's be right. You'll be swiping left in no time at all. They'll be swiping right on you. It's 857 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This just in.